What's up, everybody? It's CMY. Uh, we're back for another episode. I think this is episode nine now. Um, again, every episode I lose track of it, but whatever. Here we are again, back There's, for another time week. Time isn't real during quarantine. Yeah, right. At all. I've completely lost it, but we're still at episode March. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with Christian, and you know, I'm Mark. Um, and again, we're back for another episode. Uh, so to kick things off, I actually wanted to, to talk about my weekend um, since I actually got away. Um, from this void uh, that is my office the black hole um, of your house yeah right <laughs> yeah the house and the kids we actually got away from the kids too because um my wife and i's wedding anniversary is coming up soon so we decided to take a trip to the keys i think i mentioned it last episode so uh just came back from that on monday um i actually have a surprise um uh, that you know finally made a decision on on the the whole uh, Leica Chronicles or whatever you would call it, M10 Chronicles, and I picked up uh, an M10. So just a regular M10. Didn't go for the P, but you know, finally, I'm so I'm proud of you, Mark. So, so proud. As, yeah, yeah. As, as the episodes go on, people will realize that Mark will make M10 size decisions very easily. But <laughs> buying like a twenty dollar accessory for this camera will take him months. Yes, that, that is that is the truth. Like, I feel like this kind of took him months, though. It, it took at least like eight weeks. It took eight episodes. He sold the M240 to then use the Fuji exclusively for a while and see if he actually wanted an M10. Meanwhile, three <laughs> days later, he got an M10. <laughs> well, I told you what, why that happened, not, or at least not, if not. I didn't, I'll tell everybody here. So what ended up happening was I boxed it up, and as you can probably recall from a couple episodes ago, and I actually just had it like on the shelf or somewhere in here. And one day I got bored. I was actually going to go take a walk with the kids around the neighborhood. And I was like, eh, let me just break it out one more time. And I actually took it out with the, the 35 color scope bar, the F 2.5 color scope bar. I was like, all right, well, let me just grab something that I rarely use. Cause I very rarely use that lens on, on digital. Um, and I was like, man, I was like, this is fun. I remember what this is like, I guess maybe, you know, leaving my house is all I need to do <laughs> to use it and, and enjoy it. Yeah, man. So I was like, your house is you know, key. Yeah, I mean, I'd already committed to selling it for whatever reason. I think that's what I told everybody to and whatever. It's like, hey, you know, either way, if I decide I'm going to keep a digital Leica, I still want to upgrade to an M10. If I decide I don't want it, then, you know, okay, I'll settle it and get rid of it, right? And just use the X100. So that just literally that little time away from using it and that little time using it, you know, and I put it right back in the box right after because it was, you know, still for sale. I was like, yep. I'm going to get an M10. So I just sat around and waited and I was being patient and it sold within the next couple of days. So I was like, I guess I'm getting an M10. <laughs> so to sign so yeah. M10 is here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, funny enough, the guy who I sold it to um, actually found me on Instagram. And so he started following me and like, he's been posting like crazy with it. I mean, you know, decent Hopefully stuff. Like I guess to shoot his podcast. Yeah, right. Just shooting around and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of cool to see because he actually has the same um, 35, mm, eh, 35 millimeter Ultron uh, Voigtlander lens that I had. So it's like, it's like, yeah, hey, look, you know, similar combo. He's just using it. So that, that was kind of cool to see. It's like, you know, my old camera being put to good use. So treat me well. Wait, so, did you, you sell know, it with the Ultron? No, 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 no. He had that already uh, before. Got so it. Got it. you know what he actually did have or does have? He has a GR3. So that's like his, oh. I guess, pocket camera. So Yanni's, he's a Yanni's he's a man of taste. <laughs> Yanni's little friend. The yeah, GR3 yeah. is a super cool camera. I yeah. have thought about buying one, but I, as you guys know, I am at my limit with cameras. 
yeah. at least for the time being. You could definitely you could hide being. this one very easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. there's just other things that I need. Like I am dying to buy a boringly enough a bunch of C stands so that I can put up some lights or some backgrounds and stuff. Um, and I don't have that gear and it's expensive as hell. Uh, I want to buy some lights, hopefully some pro photo stuff. Um, I want to get some more lenses. Maybe I want to buy a new uh, 90 millimeter. Hopefully the, the SL Sumicron is in my near future. If my wife doesn't divorce me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's why a new camera is just not besides isn't the, the GR three, uh, 28 millimeter. Yeah. Right. But it's a crop sensor, isn't it? Yeah, Hold it's on. 18 mil. So it's what, like a 30? Oh, got it. Okay, so it's yeah. a, around the 28. I have a, sorry, Christian, I have a starred, you just said all of this right now, but I have a starred message on WhatsApp from our group chat that says, <laughs> it's from May 19th, 2020. Christian, I can't see myself buying any other Leica shit that I actually need. <laughs> well, I don't need anything else, that's for sure. I can I can safely say that I don't need anything. Uh, the funnier question is, why do you have that do star? I want some stuff? Because I knew this would happen. He's a smart guy. Oh, he God. got me. But I don't. I really don't need anything else. Like in terms yeah. of like kit to work with, in terms of what I'm doing now professionally, I don't need anything else. I yeah. have like flashes and enough lenses. I'm not gonna like if I get a 90, it's not gonna be a lens that I use predominantly. Uh, it's just, I love that focal length and I want it for my SL2. So, yeah. Funny enough, like I, I still sometimes wish or hope a GR3 would work out for me. Um, I tried a GR2 and it was just, I, the autofocus just wasn't fast enough to keep up with the kids and, you know, mm -hmm. like fast type shooting. It just, it just didn't. Um, but for the form, for, and even if, even though I don't particularly like cameras that don't look like cameras, you know, like, and like like as like Fuji's whatever it is right um I could deal with it because of just you know the pocketability and the convenience I mean I took the GR2 to Seattle for a work trip and it was just super convenient just had it in in my pocket or side of a jacket or something and just like the X100 it was just that much more convenient but it's just the autofocus just wasn't there for me but I really I, I'm hoping one day that something in that kind of form factor with that kind of feature set comes out with faster autofocus maybe a GR4 or something. And I think I would possibly get rid of the X100 for that because that's really what the X100 serves for me now is like a pocketable or almost pocketable um, compact camera that can, you know, sort of pull double duty if I don't, you know, take the Leica or I travel and I don't want to take the Leica or any of the Leicas or a bigger camera like the X-T3 or something. So like, I think I was telling Mark yesterday, if you put a gun to my head and tell me you have to like, you get to keep one camera and just one camera, it's the GR3. I'll yeah. get rid of everything else. That GR3 is the perfect camera. That's kind of how I feel about the Q2. It's I really it, love my Q2 a lot. And it's in my hand, I think, now more than any of my other cameras. Um, I feel weird if I don't pick it up for like a couple of days. And I don't really care too much about size. I, in that's fact, the problem. I, I, in fact, kind of... I like bags. I like camera bags. So it's like the perfect excuse to just use a different camera bag, I guess. Like for yeah. me, the, the thing with the GR is it's so small. Yeah. The 
Q, I have the Q also. So the Q is the GR on steroids. It's a GR with IBIS. Well, the GR3 has IBIS too. But it's a GR with an F1.7 lens. Freaking amazing. Full frame. Full yeah. frame too. But the GR, it, I literally never leave my house without it. It's always on me. And you can't even tell because it's just, I just slide it into my pocket and I walk out of the house. And it's always yeah. on me in some way. I definitely see the, you know, I get it. I get it. And like and half the time, half the times I won't use it, but it's there and it doesn't bother me because I'm not carrying a camera. I'm not carrying a bag. It's just another thing in my pocket. So if I use yeah. it, I use it. If I don't, whatever. And nothing happens. I only yeah, got and- the Q2 because, sorry, Mark. Uh, no, no, I only got the Q2 because, well, I wanted the sensor size or the, sense, the megapixel size, sorry, to match with my SL2. Um, and I felt like it was like the perfect match to the SL2, but also because I came up, whether it was made up or not, I told myself and I thought I had a conversation with my wife that she was going to carry the Q or the QP, I should say, uh, which is what I had first. And I would carry the Q2 like for vacation and travel and stuff, which outside of COVID we do pretty often. Um, so at the very last wedding we did, actually, uh, I handed her the QP during the wedding. Mind you, she's not a photographer. She normally does not shoot during weddings at all. Uh, but I said, I didn't have a second shooter with me at the time. And I said, here, just hold this just in case, like you see something or whatever. And like, I just, I kind of did it so, so that she could like shoot and play with it and practice or whatever. And we get home and funny enough i'm like looking through that wedding now i'm about to finish it and some of my favorite images from the wedding are ones that she took with the qp and i'm just like dude why don't why don't you do this more often oh we're like four (laughs) we're like four or five months away from christian doing nothing (laughs) your wife is shooting the weddings now too like that's it yeah right (laughs) just using my name yeah yeah it's like i just trademark my name (laughs) That's that's goals bro goals yeah <laughs> she's gonna kill me for saying this. definitely Does she <laughs> I, listen? I, I really hope she doesn't watch this episode she she <laughs> says that supposedly she listens in on what we talk about but i have headphones on so she can't hear you guys she can only hear me <laughs> talking shit yeah so. yeah well I, I i again i i think everything yanni said about the gr is why i wish it would work and i still do trust me like i, I still think about it sometimes like man that would really be the right thing because and you know autofocus being able to get closer up with the kids and stuff like that i mean you know you know how much i love the x100 i think i love it again equally as the m10 or the 240 Mm. before just as a great camera you know to do photography stuff but as a casual something better than your phone you know to shoot with and you know again throw it in a pocket or a bag or something or just forget about it It, you know yeah i i wish it would work so don't get me wrong it's not the best camera. It's just the most, yeah, the best camera to carry with you every day. Like I pick up yeah. the XH1, and two seconds in, I'm like, oh my god, this thing actually focuses on things. The focus yeah. is a million times better than the XH1. I pick up the Q, and I look at, I just take a photo of anything. I look at, I'm like, this is the most beautiful photo I've ever taken in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. and that's like, it. <laughs> that to me takes priority over size, compactness. Uh, if, you even usability, like because the M10 is not an easy camera to use. But when I use my M10, I look at the images. I'm like, that's one of my best images ever. It, 
but if I don't have the camera on me, I'm not making a photo with it. Yeah, that, that's, that's the exactly one. the thing. So just yeah. get get more camera bags. No, I hate carrying a bag. Yeah, yeah. I I don't like that. That's exactly like for me too, which is why I actually got the X100 again, and, and even you know the M10 is that I just. I keep one of the cameras to get smaller without having to go micro four thirds. Basically that's what I'm looking for is like something small up that I'll, I won't mind carrying it and, you know, sure if I use it or not, whatever. Um, but yeah, that, that's why the GR I think is a, is a great camera or again, even the X100 because they are small enough that they really just don't get in the way or, you know, don't get in the way of regular stuff. Like I, right now I actually just have the X100 with um, uh, a filter on the front of it that, almost matches like the stock profile. So it's, you know, still pretty slim. And I actually tucked it in my pocket earlier, test it out. And that's how I intend to keep it now that I have the M10 and that's, I wouldn't say my main camera, but yeah, my main camera. Right. And I'll keep mm. the, the X100 for if I'm going out and I just want to carry something light and not worry about it. I've actually left the X100 in my car. I know you do this with the GR uh, sometimes, Yanni, but left the X100 like in my glove box and completely forgot about it. Cause it just stashes away in there. Right. You know? Oh, I lost my GR the other like, for like two or three days the other day and it was it was under some papers <laughs> like that's how small the thing is i'm like oh there you are like i was freaking out like where did you i need, need to stop thing? losing things yeah i can't believe i lost this yeah right. the film now a it's, camera oh my gosh blame it yeah. on the coronavirus how much how much is that thing by the way isn't the new one like the gr or something? yeah 900 like eight or nine yeah eight or nine yeah yeah 900 bucks pretty affordable yeah. for like what it is it's not bad um it's, yeah I think the first time I heard of it was watching Samuel Street Life yeah. on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And I was intrigued with it. It's really interesting. It's a really interesting camera. I don't like that it has a viewfinder. Uh, I mean, it that doesn't, doesn't have, have one. one. Yeah. Um, and I don't like that it's uh, f- not full frame. Yeah. But that's what makes full, it so, both of those things is what life, makes it dog, so small. Yeah. Full frame yeah. for life. <laughs> <laughs> I love my my Fuji crop sensors. That's probably the only crop sensor camera like I'll bother buying again. Beside or the GR, the Fujis are over the GR. That's really oh, it. actually, I'm only going up from here. You know who got a uh, GR? My Carlos, day, probably. No oh, word. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Tinta Cafe. My favorite, my favorite Miami spot. If anyone's watching from outside of Miami and you ever come to Miami, you need to go to Tinte Cafe. Like it's a must have. The coffee yes. is spectacular. Everything on the menu is spectacular. And the people that work there are awesome. So, uh, and definitely they make the best pastelitos in Miami. Yeah. Well, honestly, like everything they make there is the, the best, best traditional pastelitos in Miami. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the the coffee is really what gets you, man. You have a yeah. picado, and I was about to say that. Yeah, man, you have co- it's coffee with um, coffee and more coffee, evaporated milk and condensed milk. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, and regular milk, I think too. And reg- so, yeah, and regular yeah. milk. It's got all three and milks. Side heart heart got palpitations. It. Okay, got it. Picado got it. is Spanish for sin. Yeah. From. So, yeah, it's the the coffee is oh, literally yeah. called the sin. Yeah, that's funny. That's hilarious. Um, Dude, Yanni, aren't you going? You're going on a trip, aren't you? This weekend? Next week? Yeah, we're going to the, well, tomorrow we're leaving to the Keys. Well, okay. it's not really a trip. My in laws have a house in the Keys, so we go back and forth pretty often, but I've been dying to get out of the house. So, yeah, it's a trip. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going through the, every time we go over there, I'm like, I go all the time. I'm going to take like one camera. <laughs> I knew this is what he was going to say. 
I'm gonna do it this time. I want to take one camera, and that's it. I currently have my uh, my Peak Design 20 liter bag packed with an Osmo <laughs> Pocket, a GoPro Max, oh an M6, God. the GR3, and I'm thinking about putting the M262 in there too. <laughs> yeah. The oh yeah, and there, oh, and don't forget. No, don't, don't do that to me. Oh yeah, and the map <laughs> because you forgot about it. Yeah, you and the Mavic about Pro too. The yeah, take the cue, man. And there's also take the, the drone, so take the cue and take only the cue, and then talk to me. That would be the that's actually the such probably the best thing. camera. No, like you're you're 100 right because with the cue, if we go for a walk at night, I could still use the cue because it's f 1.7 full frame ibis. It'll yep. work. Yep. I could use it on. I could take my tripod, use it to do like astrophotography because it's a 28 millimeter f 1.7. Mm, yeah, there's actually. I watched a YouTube video on that recently. The Q is not the best astrophotography because it has noise reduction that I think you can't turn off when um, you go really fast. Not but. just that, but it's also controlling the shutter speed after a certain below. What is it? Hold on, I have, I have my Q two here. So after one second, you have to do it with the app. And then even then it's kind of like finicky. I don't know. I used, when I did the last time I did astro, astrophotography in Wisconsin, I did, I used my SL2 because it was like, I thought about it too, to use my Q2, but the SL2 is just way better for that. Yeah, well, it, all the astro I've ever done, I've done, damn, wait, I should take the X-H1. I have a 24 millimeter on that. <laughs> just take all of your cameras. That way, if your bag gets stolen, you're left with nothing. Well, <laughs> yeah, with the what you might have in your neck. The reason I always end up taking all my cameras is because I'm always afraid of somebody breaking into my house and being left with nothing. Really? Do you so feel I'm like, it's way, safe. Honestly, it's safe that's like to a legit on feeling that I have sometimes too. Yeah. That I'm like, like if I, it, but it's it's both ways. Like I'm like I'm gonna take this, and if my stuff gets stolen while I'm out, I'm gonna be left with nothing. But if I'm out my house gets broken into which be which would actually be really difficult because i have hurricane windows so to break yeah, into my house would be extremely difficult but still the fear is there like if i my house gets broken into and they steal my cameras then i'm gonna be left with nothing except for what i have on me yeah it's, which, not, it's not like a honestly, valid fear. enough like i usually have the sl2 and the q2 on me which is literally enough that's what i usually work with i shoot weddings with that i shoot portrait sessions with that so that's really all i need for work but still, it would be devastating to lose like my mini lux for sure. If my mini lux disappear, it'd be so sad. Um, and uh, what else? To oh, my M10. If my M10 disappeared, I think I'd be like Captain Sad Boy. Yeah, start to go fund <laughs> me for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, really I, 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 I think it's easier for me these days to. I know we talked about this like when first episodes, and I realized after after I said it that. Um, I do actually tend to go out with one camera and one lens these days. Like even traveling, it's usually, you know, the X100 or, you know, the Leica M or something. And usually I don't take more than one lens just because I don't want to have to keep switching it. That was one thing I got really exhausted by traveling, you know, years before. But other than maybe scenarios where I might take a drone, I mean, I've kind of pared down so much that it, it's like, okay, pick one and that's what you're taking. You know, I took only the M10 to to the keys i wasn't thinking like okay let me take the m6 maybe i want to shoot film today whatever and then maybe you know digital rest or the x100 and film like it's just like all right i'm gonna take one of these things and that's it i did actually consider 
the Nikon L35AF just because mm-hmm. I'm like, if I wanted to shoot film and, I, and kind of have it as a yeah. just in case, that's the one, right? Because that's the GR3 of, of film cameras for me. Right. It's a little bulkier, oh, but that's know. how I feel about the mini so, looks yeah. too. So, uh, but it's the what ifs that get you. And I'm sure Yanni feels the same way. So I got this 15 cameras with him, like I do. <laughs> so I got this uh, camera strap now that's to like ride bike with. So it's like stabilized and it holds a camera on your back so you could ride with oh, it, got it without. Sweet. Yeah, I got it. Which one is But it? I'm like, it's from Metal Cycling. It's like a cross shoulder, like cross body strap. And then I it has a sta- this. stabilizing. Metal Cycling. And what's the name of the? M E T T L E. Oh, got it. Okay, hold on. I spelled metal like heavy metal. M-E-T-T-L-E. Okay, yeah. and then metal cycling. And what's just like camera strap? Yeah, just Google that. Speed strap. Yeah, the speed strap, I think it's called. Yeah, speed strap. Speed. Oh, here it is. Yeah. It's just like a crossbody, like stabilized strap, but I'm like, what camera do I put on this? I tried the XH1 because <laughs> it's like the only weather sealed thing I have, and this thing weighs a ton. So I'm thinking that, that looks like it would th- like the the camera would just bounce around and break on your bike. Hey, look at that! It's no, because something. Yeah, it's an XT. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's an XT too. Like yeah, when you're on the is it on a road bike? Yeah, and on the road bike, you're not really bouncing around. You're it's super stable. It's which one did you get? That one right there, the blue one. Which one? That's oh, the only nice. one they had in, and it's the only one they had in stock. Yeah, so. the purple purple is <laughs> the only one they have in stock now. But no, the black got... and white one is super nice. Yeah, that hasn't Actually, been in stock I forever. Like the silver one hasn't been in stock forever. Dude, why do they, why do people do that? Like, as a business, like, if you have a product that's super popular, make more of it, dude. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> why would you not want to make more money? I don't understand. But I, I got that. That's so frustrating. And I'm actually thinking about putting the cannonet on it because <laughs> oh I'm like, I don't really care. care. Yeah, I don't care that and much if it breaks. That, the film camera? Yeah. Like the Q3 thing? QL, yeah, QL3 or QL3. You have QL17, three or whatever. You made fun of me for You made fun of me for having it once a long time ago. <laughs> oh, well, we no, barely knew each other. You. I didn't make fun of you. I called it the poor man's Leica, which I did not coin the term for that camera. For oh, I know. That's, no, you're like, that's an internet thing. Someone on the internet made that up. That, that yeah. Canon... Well, uh, Wait, what is it? The Canon, Canon at uh, Canon QL3, Q17, QL3. Yeah, like that. right. Uh, yeah. That it's the poor man's Leica. I had yeah. one um, and I gifted it to a friend because uh, he wanted a film rangefinder camera. And I I got that before I got my M3. Uh, so I gifted sure. him that and I got the M3. I really like, like, I enjoy the camera. It's a good size. It's fun to use. I like use. it too. I actually like I, that camera a lot. I got the actual little adapter that brings the voltage to the right thing so the meter works properly. I didn't know. You, I don't. I didn't even rem- remember that you had that. You have. I feel like you have all the. <laughs> Do you have any Nikon cameras? Had. I had a Nikon a long time ago. That was my first DSLR. Okay. Yeah. No, my no, only no, like DSLR. Oh, no, sorry. My only DSLR. No. You don't. You don't have any Nikon film stuff. You know that I've been meaning to during all of quarantine. This is something that I've told myself several times, and I've never done it up until now is putting all my cameras together and taking like a photo of it somehow. I, I'm so sick of like the overhead shots, like put it on the floor, put it on a table and like just overhead, yeah. like it's the so overdone. Lay. Like, yeah, like a flat lay. I mean, I get it. It's a good way to 
to kind of show what you have but oh my god like come up with another i would almost rather build a set and like <laughs> put each camera like on a pedestal of some kind or something i don't know make it interesting yeah. man the flat lay is done let's end the flat lay with with covid the flat lay's canceled <laughs> flat lay's canceled hashtag flat lay's canceled <laughs> funny enough oh, like I, with with weddings like you kind of you ha- kind of have to do that when yeah. the bride especially has like so many details like the shoes the rings and the earrings and the necklace and the thing that grandma gave her and the thing that mom gave her and the whatever and the invitations and the flowers and you got to pull this stuff together and then you only got five minutes to take photos of everything you're like flatly it is <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> everything the in one shot shoes bow tie and cufflinks and, and, and the watch yep. yeah that's it yeah simple yeah easy always grooms are dude it's always so funny because like i find myself having the same conversations over and over at weddings uh, and it's always like one of the conversations is how quickly grooms get ready it's legit like five minutes like they'll be at the pool till like let's say the ceremony's at 4 p.m they'll be at the pool to like three and then the girls would be getting ready from like 7 a.m and then run late for the 4 p.m yeah. ceremony mm-hmm. it's crazy like the hardest part for me was finding somebody to tie the bow tie. Yeah. Oh my like, god! That's the only thing. Yeah. My my second shooter, our associate Ozzy, who is phenomenal as a person, as a photographer, he's just like the best. He constantly gets stuck with that dilemma. <laughs> so I think he actually <laughs> learned how to do it on YouTube already because he's just like, so, "This is I could do it now, but so. it took a while." This yeah. is gonna keep happening. The freaking bow tie dilemma nobody knows yeah. how to tie a bow tie i and i honestly think that they just should stop selling like real bow ties and just sell the clip-ons like only no no clip-ons no. only allowed no never no what would you say that? i know because dude it's such like nobody knows how to do it nobody you yeah, so you learn person and then when it's all crooked and sideways everybody knows you have a real bow tie that's the thing <laughs> when they're real they don't even sit right dude like it's yeah, that's the point how would everybody how would anybody know it's not a real bow tie it's not good for me when i'm looking at my portraits and it's yeah, like the groom's like <laughs> that's like me a crooked bow tie no propeller okay. let's oh go <laughs> yeah no nah, man they need to just only oh sell God. clip-ons you know that reminds me like i talk about pictures like i i every now and then i'd go through my wedding pictures and stuff and i think we have a book that got made i think we did i don't know i can't remember now. I, th- I thought we did actually i think it's for our engagement pictures because i was like man where you should if you don't have a book of your wedding photos you 100 percent should yeah like, well I that's something you. that is so important and it's like a family heirloom that you can hand down or like give mm-hmm. to someone else like make a second copy and gift it to your parents or your in-laws or whatever they make great gifts they make great coffee table books like that's just something that needs to be in the house 100 and where could somebody hire a photographer that makes these christian i'm not sure <laughs> well on the topic of Figure books because I, I i really don't know if we did I know that there's an engagement one I just saw recently, but whatever. But on the topic of books, I actually picked up two books as well. They were oh, so did I. I guess they're so did I. What's the freaking distinction these days with a zine versus a book? I mean, I know what it feels like, but it's like why make distinction? So I picked up two. I'm gonna guess Uh, it's the the hardness of the cover. Yeah, no. So the first one, no, because I would consider, I would consider Joe Greer's book a book. 
yet the um, Enoch Contreras and Pat Kiernos did a book or a zine, sorry, called 48 Hours in Havana. And it's a zine because they called it a zine. But I think yeah. it could be considered a book. But the, I, it, I, it's just marketing. Like if they <laughs> yeah. call it a zine, it's a zine. Zines, I, I think, are, I mean, zines are cool. I think it's the medium itself. But in any case, I mean, I haven't looked through them all. But yes, this is I Love You Know I See from Joe Greer. Um, his Instagram handle is like I-O Greer, G-R-E. I-O-E Greer. Yeah, I-O-E. Basically Joe, but with an I instead of the, the O. Oh, oh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> the J. Wow. I, just, okay. well, I, I had no idea that's what it was. <laughs> His name is Joe. Oh, you're, you're being, wait, he's, is he being sarcastic G-O-E. again? No, I'm not. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so, yeah. And, and these guys here, I think I think they're local too here in, in Florida. But, um, yeah, both pick these both up today. And um, I really love that that book. I don't know if yours did, Mark, but mine came with a personally written note in an envelope, a thank you card. I thought that touch yeah, right that there, nice touch. if I ever make a book or a zine or a whatever, a <laughs> memoir, <laughs> <it> is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hopefully, you know, if, if, if time permits, I'm going to, I would love to write like personalized notes, at least to like some people that I know for a fact are going to buy it and like really love it. Yeah. Just that is such a, that personal touch is amazing. Like the customer service level of that is top-notch guys yeah so speaking of has have either of you i mean i'm going to say i have because i i I got inspired by again one of my favorite photographers six years don't to do it but have either of you made any uh books zines publications whatever you want to call it with any of like your photos maybe from like a set even if it's just for travel stuff um guys i have a set of of some photos that i made last year mostly most of them i made last year i think there are some from the year before uh and i've been meaning to make some kind of book out of it or maybe a zine or something um maybe that's a project i need to put together but up to now i have not at least i have the idea though i made some a while back like when i first started i would make like every six months or might have been 12 months i'll make a book just documenting what i shot before that but that went by the wayside super quick. Now I'm actually yeah. been contemplating. I kind of want to put together a people little Havana book. I just got to start putting off feelers to see if it's something that people actually want it. Dude, I can tell and, you right now, people actually want that. <laughs> yeah, I want that. <laughs> right. I'm sure Mark wants that. Sold one. And, uh, I think that you have an upper hand when it comes to branding in Miami because little Havana is such an important staple of Miami Mm. that if you like use that brand to your advantage and make a book about little Havana, like a photography book about little Havana, it will do really well. And I think that you should 100% do that. It's been in the back of my mind for a while. I just have to go to like 70,000 pictures and find what 30. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. Actually, that I have, I mean, I guess you could call it a project, but obviously I've been documenting the hell out of my kids growing up and stuff like that. And, you know, you talk about like heirlooms and stuff like that. I've been thinking about making, you know, chapters. My kids are a year and a half apart in age, but I've been thinking about like maybe doing like, you know, 
age zero to like five being like one chapter, right? And then creating a book like hardcover and everything. And then continuing on until maybe like it turned 18 or something and have maybe like, you know, different chapters or volumes of books mm-hmm. and have that as just, you know, that's how I've, you know, keep memories instead of like the traditional like individual prints and sticking it in a photo album. Um, that's like a long, super long-term project, if you will. I have in mind personal project. Obviously, I wouldn't sell as pigs of my kids, but that's <laughs> something that I've been toying with the idea of because I have a separate account um, for them called Two Little Winters that is it's purely just black and white photos of the kids and you know family um with the kids involved obviously yeah it's 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 not you posted on it recently huh i feel like you haven't posted on that in forever Uh, probably like a couple weeks probably before i went to the keys um but no i still i still keep up with it and the funny thing is like you know yeah i like street stuff and yeah travel and everything else like that but when i stop and think about it like i feel like i'm most um picky if you will with the stuff that i put there funny enough because there's not this i'm not trying to like garner any attention so like i really think about okay well what image am i going to put and what, what what's the thought the feeling the emotion behind the picture and you know why did it, what was going on when i took it and you know what it means to me uh won't mean anything to anybody else so i'm, I'm like super picky i don't post a whole lot on it. it's not like every week or something like that it's just yeah. you know whenever i get a chance to go back through stuff i took pictures of and i'm like yeah. Okay. I remember this afternoon here and, you know, I remember what was going on or this picture or something. So, um, but yeah, like that's what I intend to do. Um, back to like the book thing. I actually did make a book in 2018. Um, uh, I made it on blurb just for myself, if you will. Um, because I, same thing like Yanni, right. I wanted to kind of document like the year, just the stuff I did, like when I was shooting street stuff. So I have it. It's actually on my shelf there. Um, the blurb, blurb stuff was actually pretty decent. Um, it was really expensive to make one book, of course, right, for yourself. But I figured that's something else I want to continue doing as well. I just honestly haven't sat down to figure out what I want to put in it because it does take work to do that. Um, I yeah. feel like I'm, I'm really harsh on myself about making a book, though. Like, um, sometimes I feel like I have all these photography books and some of them are really, truly incredible. Like, I mean, honestly, that the 48 hours in Havana really hit a spot for me. Like that was, I mean, my family, I have Cuban family and I live in Miami where it's like Cuba is a big thing. You know what I mean? Cuba is a big theme here in Miami. It's a big topic uh, that's constantly discussed. And like these guys went over there and did it in a way that I felt was not pretentious or like presumptuous. Uh, and, and then made a book out of it. And the book is so good. The foot, the work is so good. Uh, and then, and then it was kind of like an homage to the people of Cuba. And I feel like a lot, well, since like Americans have been able to travel to Cuba openly, which hasn't been for very long, maybe what, what like three years, four years, Yanni. Yeah. Would you say? The open travel, like the easy travel has been yeah. since 20, 20- 14 i think 2014 yeah so six years uh which is not i mean not a long time um i feel like there's a lot of just uh showiness and like going there out of like trend or Mm -hmm. it's just a little bit of a lack of respect i feel that of of some Mm -hmm. work that i've seen coming out of cuba um and these guys really did it right so so I feel that sometimes my work 
isn't personal enough in that regard to make it to a book. I like, I'm just hard on myself about it. Like I know that it doesn't have to be about anything or whatever. Like I get it, but I, I, I almost like being hard on myself because it just pushes me to do better and, and be a better photographer and hopefully do better work. Um, and I just don't feel like my work is, is up to par to put in a book until I, I really hone in on, on a project or make it really personal or find a topic that, that will at least knowingly touch people like you know like get to people the way that that book got to me yeah i agree it's it's one of those things like you'll probably never feel ready so at some point you just have to get it done yeah that's true too i i mean like in your case i just think that the the body of work that you have is so solid and like the place is so concrete that it would just do so well to make it in like it would it would ease well into being a book meanwhile personally i don't think it's ready that's yeah because i would never think it's ready so that's why i'm I'm just like i just gotta get it done Mm -hmm. yeah well for me just you know one last note that i guess on the idea of a project book or even just specific to to little havana i think when there's context around like what it is that, you know, the work is tied to, for instance, like the Joe Greer book, right. Is I love you NYC where it's like basically shots of, of New York. And I mean, that's probably kind of cliche because street photography in New York are kind of done to death, but mm-hmm. there's a bit of context to it. So I feel the same thing for like little Havana. It's like, well, it's tied to little Havana and it's specific to that. And I don't think a lot of there, there are books on little Havana and, you know, photographers that have done stuff, but I feel like, this is probably has a chance to be, you know, pretty successful, you know, at least well received, if you will. Hopefully. I think so, man. I really think that that's something. Would you do a soft cover or hard cover? Probably soft. Okay. Why? For just to to bring the price down? Bring the price down and drop ship it. Yeah. Pretty much. And probably not even what Joe Geary did. Like I'll probably have it drop ship somehow. Yeah. Make it super easy. Yeah. Yeah, but dude, you know, like in terms of the physical book, like mine got damaged on the way in. Here we go. Uh, so if you guys can see right there, um, which is my issue with sending soft cover books, like I think they're pretty, and I think that he did an amazing job with his. But like, if you're gonna send a soft cover book, put it in a hard cover cardboard box. <laughs> Or like some sort of protector, like maybe right. I would like put it in like some sort of like plastic container or something. I mean, how did that come? Like in an envelope or? Yeah, it just came in an envelope. Yeah, no, and, but it was a it was a thick envelope like, with like two like sandwich between some and then cardboard. Even but no, even it has well, to come that's, in a cardboard that's probably box. definitely worse. But this uh, this also came today. My my the this monthly of LFI, dude. My mailman like annihilated this thing i'm surprised like it's in one piece like i i opened my mailbox and it was like jammed in my mailbox like folded like all messed up and like it's got creases all over it you can't really see it but it's got creases all over it and i'm just like dude that happens with almost all of my lfis the steve mccurry edition which was like one of my favorite ones is the most damaged it got damaged by rain it was all wet when i got it so i had to like let it sit out and dry 
it was dude like mailmen do not care about your photo book man so like package it well if you do a soft cover package it well because it matters like it sucks that i know i have this book that i've been waiting on for months uh and and i've been really excited about because i'm a huge fan of joe uh now i have a damaged copy and now like what am i going to do i'm not going to return it to joe to get another one like you know i just right yeah no just ship it in a box yeah ship it in a box and on that note speaking about packaging packaging it well um i think we really wrap guys so wow <laughs> well, what that didn't work out well for, for the, the it, it was a valiant effort <laughs> please give us a like and a subscribe please. yeah and please give me tips on how to wrap a podcast <laughs> <Not saying corny laughs> shit like that that was bad uh, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate that but yeah i'll, I'll live with it I'll i'm gonna it. i'm gonna do what yanni did to me i'm gonna star this episode cut it out and in 10 years when we're youtube famous I'm going to come back to this. It's like, like, let's time. package it up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk to all packaging. Let's wrap this episode up. <laughs> that was, that was, you know what that was? That's the dad in you. That was a yeah, yeah, dad, yeah. dad joke. Yeah. That's what <laughs> that was good, man. Was anyway, good. this has been fun. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, also, follow our Instagram that I swear to God I'm going to post on this week. Or next, yeah. So I will <laughs> yeah. post. Give us, give us a follow um, on the Instagram at cmy.cast. And if you have any questions or any topics you guys want to hear about, let us know. And um, if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. We're like looking to find some guests and stuff. So, True. yes, cool. Great to see you guys. See you guys next week. All right, Later. bye guys. Later. Bye.